Shalom. Hello, everyone. I'm John. I'm Avram. And this is our podcast, Rabbi's Pod Kosher. Wow. Just to say those words. We've been off the airways for a while. Well, what with the writer's strike and all. Writer's strike. It's been a tough couple of months for us being unable to record some creative differences also. However, now we're pleased to announce the return of our podcast. This is actually season, the season premiere of season four of Rabbi's Pot Kosher. How many episodes were in season three? I believe three. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But um, everybody knows season four. It's a make or break. It's a make or break of a, of a movement, of a series. But we're re- today we're recommitting ourselves to the podcast. And, and we invite you to recommit yourselves with subscribing and giving five stars. Likes. Likes, shares, and the like. We've actually the iTunes algorithm. We've set up a, a, a set time to record. So please, God, we hope to be it's pretty impressive for distributing us. more more content. So what do you have for us today, Rabbi? <sighs> well, I just every time I open up the newspaper, I feel like singing the Beatles song. I read the news today, oh boy. Really, I think of Bob Marley. Which one? Every little thing. It's gonna be alright. Very interesting. Is that really what you think when you open the news? That you immediately assume everything will be okay? Well, no, I have to tell myself that. Because mm, mm. I don't. Right. Whereas I sing that as just like, it's an expression of the, of the feeling. One of, of the great Beatles songs of all time. Day in the Life. Yeah, it was actually two two songs, songs that they combined. Any Beatles, like, fan said worth their, you know... Best I actually think that the handwritten lyrics recently sold for like millions and millions of dollars. Okay, we're getting off, off yeah, track. Back, yeah. This isn't a Beatles yeah. podcast, <laughs> but we would be an interesting that. idea to potentially pursue. Okay, let's stay focused. Um, recently, Jeffrey Epstein was found uh, hanged. Hung? What's the pr- proper? I think hung. Hung? Hanged. Well, we should invite a grammar specialist on to next week's episode to verify, but um, he was found dead in his cell. And uh, an interesting question uh, became became apparent in some of these rabbinic listservs that we're part of asking, should Jeffrey Epstein um, be entitled to a Jewish funeral? So that's our question for today. What do we say, Rabbi? I mean, my gut response was pretty intense in favor of him having that, you know. There's <clears throat> there's no notion of somebody who is born Jewish and then even if they convert or whatever life circumstances happen, like, they're Jewish no matter what. And that... Um, Those that the, ra- the rabbis do talk about someone who commits suicide. That's true, but... What did the rabbi say there, just to bring... For it? somebody who commits suicide, there's um, a notion that they're buried in a different part of the cemetery um, away from the majority of people as a way to show a distinction, but from my understanding, that practice really isn't done anymore, as the rabbis have kind of found a... Um, I won't call it a loophole, but they've... They've understood suicide differently. Well, they've understood suicide to be part of mental illness. Right. So unless somebody... um, I don't know of any cases where we would say... Yeah, so it's not even really observed anymore. 
Um, but you still, even that person gets a Jewish burial. Right. Would get a Jewish burial. And what do we mean by a Jewish burial? Good question. So I'm assuming it's referring to the tahara, which is... The ritual cleansing of the body. Beforehand. And then... A simple aron or casket, uh, and probably just having a rabbi or a member of the clergy officiate with recitation of psalms, Elmalei Rachamim, which is a memorial prayer, Kaddish for them, which is also a morning prayer. Something that I think is really important to re- to remember in this type of situation is that like something like burial, I think, is a Jewish right, not a privilege. Mm. You know what I'm saying, like. You born a Jew. This is that's what you get. That's what you get. You know, and it's and what you said is really true about like even if you convert out, Jewish law never they don't recognize you as being different. Right. They don't like acknowledge your conversion out. So uh, that being said, right, if we're gonna say, oh, this would be taking from I don't know communal resources. Who gets to decide? You know, it's it's a dangerous place to go down in terms of like judging somebody's behavior. Well, this done this guy this dude's done some pretty okay, but terrible like stuff. other people have done really bad stuff. So right. who's gonna set down like the the laws or guidelines for right? You're saying it's a slippery slope of it's way too dangerous. And yeah. what's gained by not doing it, right? And I think other Jewish well, what's gained by are not doing what what? I, let's just play devil's advocate. Would someone? What someone might say is you're making a statement saying what someone's actions are so egregious, they're beyond the pale of what the Jewish community accepts is remotely decent, and so we don't offer you our last rites because you've trespassed so to such a I feel a like regard. that's so against like the ethos of Judaism well, in terms of like... It reminds me of a teaching that you shared, which is that the rabbis of the Gemara actually see death as a, as a type of tshuva want to say I would yeah what you no it's means. just that in terms of like that could be the only way someone who's done something so terrible can find one the Gemara also talks about um, separating a person from the actions they've committed interesting like right? the body versus the soul or something or yeah or just like no, yeah that the person is no longer capable of doing the actions that whoa gave it whoa that status Very and now it's just like an issue of what we call kavod habriya which is like the dignity of a human being but it's the kavod hamet it's the dignity of the dead it's yeah. not the yeah. human being but the gemara I, from my understanding is like if you the rabbis say like if you're wandering around and you come around like a random dead body even if you're on your way to doing like the biggest mitzvah of all time right, you, you have to stop and bury that body you don't think and be like, oh, wait, I know this guy, he did this, blah, blah, blah. What about blah. the argument that, like, maybe it takes, let's say Jeff Rapson didn't have the bajillions of dollars that he did. Let's yeah. say it takes from communal resources and takes from another Jew's, like, funeral. Maybe th- at that point we would say... I can't imagine that it would take away from somebody. It feels like you don't want this. I'm just trying to play devil's 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 advocate. But I should also say Jewish tradition has a notion of being concerned for not just like the, um, the destiny of a soul in the afterlife, but specifically ones that have a, um, questionable past. Say that again. That Jewish tradition is invested in the in the souls 
existence beyond Bubbles. beyond this world. Right. Well, you're right. Ma- like that's we say, uh, you know, an an iluin uh, neshama, right? Right, for the lifting up of souls. Lifting up soul. the souls, or like even the notion of Kaddish is... Um, right, sanctifies pe- Sanctifies, soul. and people talk about it. Even the Kaddish originated from this idea of somebody being stuck like in... Um, what's it when you're in Purgatory. Between? Purgatory. And what the you're prayers saying is you're getting liberate a bit, them. You're getting a bit esoteric and mystic in terms of... Mystical in terms of like the difference between life and death and differentiating between, you know, a soul and a body, which Judaism does though, right? Like a Judaism believes that the soul is eternal, whereas the body is, is just a vessel or container. Something else that I was thinking of though was, um, just escaped me. Where did it go? It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. (laughs) It's died basically. Oh, I remember now. It's an interesting argument to make, but, like, think of all the Jews throughout Jewish history who haven't gotten a proper burial and have probably done terrible, terrible things, too. Who knows if it's been at the scale that of Epstein, because now we have, like, the World Wide Web. Like, you know, there was, like, Jewish, plenty of Jewish gangsters, and, and um, like, at what, why, why would we, why would we not grant Jews, like, the most... It's almost right, like it's almost like a um, given the historical context of Jews to not if you have the opportunity to, to do give, it to not do right, it to give a proper Jewish burial. So let's say let's go back in time. Sunday morning you wake up, you get a phone call from the New York City Correction <laughs> Office and they said like you're on our short list to um, officiate the funeral. Well, that's a different story. That's what? Um, like, what's my connection to the Epstein family? I don't know. They have a database, and they your name just pops up. I actually think that's an easier question. I you would do it. Yeah. Well, I think like let's say like if you're a rabbi and like I don't know I don't know if Epstein has a wife or kids or whatever, but like there's so there's so many mm-hmm. people who are potentially innocent or theoretically like innocent who were close to him. Like, I think at that point, you know, the, the rabbi's role is really in, like, comforting the mm. the, mor- the, the mourners. mourners. And uh, that also includes the people, the, his victims. But I think, like, if you get asked, not to say, like, you have to rush at the opportunity to you don't go need to clear your far schedule. for Bernie Madoff, but, like, yeah. I don't know. That should be another one. Like, okay. what? And, you know, we have colleagues who go to prisons and jails to lead services um, or sit Sidarim over Pesach. That's true. So you could, you know, do those people not, are they not deserving of that opportunity? Basically, it gets to the core question, and I think one of the the profound parts of Judaism, which is that, like, Judaism and Jewish law and tradition believes that change is, like, always possible. That Even when the person's physical body is dead. And, like, what's complicated (laughs) is that I think, like, on a mystical lens, like, that extends even to when a person is dead. Whether or not we accept that. It's a profound faith in, like, the ability for, for us to change. Well, not just us, but, like, God. Our legacy, or, Mm. right? Like, we might even say, like, you know what, you've you've messed up as royally as you had, and still, like, 
we're going to say, no, you know what? You were a Jew. Like, because sometimes there's, there's parts of people be like, oh, Jews don't do these types of things. No, this was a man was a Jew. You lived as a Jew. You're going to die as a Jew. And like, there's sort of like ownership of that, that I think is important to maintain. What do you think about like harem? Exclusion, like being like expulsion. Yeah. It feels like a separate question, perhaps for a different Mm. episode. Awesome. Well, I would say season four is off to a strong start. Very strong start. Please subscribe and give us five likes. Peace. Peace.